hey guys, so you and I watched that Broly movie over the weekend. Now, I watched it in Japanese, so there's a lot of like stuff people are saying about the English voice acting was really dope that I missed out on. But I'm planning on re-watching in English. Um, and maybe just like on Twitter going, oh yeah, the voice actor is pretty good. If it is pretty good, but I heard it was pretty good. So I don't even probably need to do that. You know it's pretty good. So um, real quick, some background on me and the Broly movie. I saw the original Broly movie with my ex-boyfriend. So now I have... Who was obsessed with, the, with Broly? I had a preconceived hatred of the character just because he reminded me of my ex. That's something that haunts me, is that, like, stuff gets attached to people, and it's really hard for me to separate the person from the thing. Um, not not necessarily... Like, I'm talking about, like, people that I know that are, like, shitheads, right? Like, in high school, that's most of the people you know. 80% of the people you know in high school are shitheads. So, um... My ex uh, reminds me a lot of, like, Broly because he's obsessed with him. He has, like, a poster on his wall. He's, like, he's just obsessed with him. And uh, so I really didn't like the original Broly, especially since his original origin was that he only wanted to, you know, become the legendary Super Saiyan and be this big monster because he was woken up because of a crying baby? Like, really? That'll get me, that'll get me hot and bothered. That doesn't, that doesn't hype me up. I think uh, that's another thing. I think I mentioned the Voltron thing that I really enjoy solutions to problems that it's like, oh no, how will our hero survive? Um, and Dragon Ball usually doesn't have that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but also, with I like the if the origin story makes sense with what's going on here for the characters, right? Like, yeah, sure, this person's doing this because of their backstory. Um, I'm of course down with the you know cool motive still murder uh, gang. I'm still down with y'all. It's just. I still want the cool motive. <laughs> if, a, if a character is just smashing shit and it's like, why are you doing this? Because I want ice cream. Not good. Unless you're a Buki from Street Fighter, that's not a good reason to do anything. Um, look that up. That's real. Abuki's whole goal is to get ice cream. But, um, so anyway, the the Dragon Ball with me and Dragon Ball, like, I cover Dragon Ball Super over on Twitter, just kind of live tweeting it because I don't feel like I should rip it apart as an audio thing because that would be unfair to Dragon Ball because I know I'm coming into Dragon Ball liking it a lot but hating what it became. Like, I was obsessed with that show as a kid, right? Um, I, I, like, everybody was when it was out. I was like, oh man, Dragon Ball Z is so cool. The punches, the kicks, the muscles, and stuff like that. Um, I will say probably that Toriyama's art and the old 1994 Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons, like, shaped the way I draw, right? But, at the same time, it got repetitive real fast. Like, after the Frieza saga, it got repetitive. Like, Cell shows up, he transforms. Goku finds, Goku transforms, he beats him. The Cell saga was different, and I liked that about it. But, but when he went right to Majin Buu, it was like, hey, did, did you want to have the same shit again? It's like, no. Here it is. It was like, as if you had, like, you had, like, a fucking great hamburger, a bunch of great hamburgers, and then, like, they change up the hamburger a little bit. Like, the, the, the third hamburger you have is the best hamburger you ever had. Or the second hamburger, rather. Then they go, we're gonna change up the hamburger, put some cheese on that bitch. And you're like, oh, shit. And that was the Cell Saga. And then they were like, alright, we're gonna take away the cheese. Here's another hamburger. I don't want this shit now. You done fucking wet my palate with change. <laughs> so, look, I got, I got kind of tired of the Dragon Ball formula. The same shit over and over and over again. So this movie, though, ain't that. This movie totally takes the Dragon Ball formula and, like, does something fun and new with it. Which is, like, get the fuck out of here. Toriyama, do screenwriter for this? I, I, look, I had to, like, fucking double check. Like, fucking, excuse me? Yup, Toriyama's a screenwriter for this. Get the fuck out of here with that. Um, of course, there's a couple gripes, obviously, that I have. It's not just a perfect movie. But it's damn near, like, close to a perfect Dragon Ball movie. Are you kidding me? Like, 
Dragon Ball movies are really hard to, like, get into because a lot of times they're not canon. This one is straight up. It happened, bro. This shit is real. Broly's in the Dragon Ball universe now. Um, and then people are like, well, I guess we're going to get Broly because we got, I think, uh, the, the female one uh, that they put from another dimension. So we got Broly a little bit. I don't remember her name. I think it's Cauliflower. Um, I think. So Correct me if that's incorrect. But, um, or Tofu or whatever her name is. She, uh, is the Broly of this, of this show now, because she's female. I was like, well, there's a female Broly there. There must be another Broly here. There might be another female, or it might be a dude. Who knows? But there has to be a Broly for her to be a different version of, right? And if that's the case, there also must be different versions of Goku and Vegeta on, in that world, because the kid in Dragon Ball Super that, like, is the Saiyan kid from the other universe, the other dimension, looks like he's, uh, that universe is baby Vegeta, like Vegeta's little brother, right? Tarbo, I think his name is. He's like, that universe is Tarbo because he's not Vegeta. Anyway, moving on from <laughs> from Dragon Ball Super. So yeah, I started to get numb to it because Dragon Ball Super is like, eh. I thought Battle of the Gods was eh. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, how fucking dare you? Beerus is daddy. Beerus is not daddy. Whis is daddy. But the uh, Beerus's character was really like... I, that's Boo, it's Majin Buu again. Like, I've seen that character already. Um, only this one's a god, and we get to know more about the Dragon Ball mythology, and that's, that's cool and all, but like, it's the same song and dance. Super Strongest shows up, Goku uh, achieves a new form to defeat the strongest. And yeah, he doesn't defeat him because there's some fucking whack-a-mammy time travel bullshit that fucks everything up. So no, I was not a fan of Battle of Gods. Um, I thought the animation was dope. And I think Beerus' design is really, really cool. And I love Whis. But, oh god, he's, I feel like he's a one-note character, and he has a one-note joke that Toriyama just will not get off of. It's like, we get it, eating is funny to you. Um, especially when, like, Goku already had that joke on lock since, like, Dragon Ball, right? All he did was eat a bunch, and that was funny. Like, oh, look at Goku go to the buffet! Oh, his plate's so big! That's it, that was the joke. So you introduce Beerus, whose character is, I like food! And it's like, well shit, so does everybody else, like, that... (laughs) Again, it's too similar. Putting that aside, though, this movie was fucking great. And it's the first time that I was truly, like, invested and deep into Dragon Ball since fucking the fucking Frieza fight. Straight up. Like, this felt like I was a kid again watching Dragon Ball the way I like it, goddammit, with gratuitous violence. Alright, so let's get into it. Um, the, a gripe I had was that Frieza was a main bad guy again. I love Frieza. Frieza's my favorite character in all of Dragon Ball. However, you know... He's in everything. He's always there, always around, always lurking. And you kind of just want to break from Frieza. Um, I'm not in the tournament arc, so I was kind of pissed that they spoiled that for me. I'm watching Dragon Ball. I'm watching the dub because I really, really, really like the, uh, the, the voice actors for the American dub. I know what you're saying. Like, why don't you just fucking watch Dragon Ball Super in Japanese, you fucking asshole? And it's like, because, like, I really, I've grown to love... Even though it's a new dub from the original dub that I first heard, right? Like, like for instance, Bulma sounds completely different, and Krillin too. If you go back and watch those old um, Dragon Ball dubs, Dragon Ball Z dubs. But I still, to a, to a point, saw the conclusion of my favorite saga with this voice cast. I, if you know, and I want to kind of see it through. Uh, it, so, and also that Frieza voice, like I can't not have English Frieza, even though Japanese Frieza sounds exactly the same. <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm watching the, the tournament arc, so I'm kind of pissed off that they spoiled it in here as a fucking one-off sentence. And I get that that's supposed to be a way to, like, catch up the people who haven't watched Dragon Ball Super. But if you paid money to see Dragon Ball Z Broly in a theater, you watch Super. 
you watch Super. And this is the, and I don't know like if how they cover that in the dub because in America the dub is only up to a certain point. You know what I mean? Uh, and they were just like, "Hey, uh, this happened in the tournament, and th- and this is how he won it." And I was like, "I guess that whole arc is come fuck completely worthless now. Don't need to watch it. I'm gonna, I guess." But again, Frieza's in that arc even, so it's like, damn, Frieza is all over this. So um, I love Frieza. I love seeing him. And I think Frieza's role in this movie was fucking fantastic. I just wish they hadn't overused Frieza up till this point. He didn't need to be in Battle of Gods, and he didn't need to be in the tournament arc. I think if we just resurrected him now, for for if we resurrected him for the tournament arc. And then introduced, um, and then introduced him into this into this movie instead of Battle of Gods. I think it would have been a little bit better, because uh, you know the, you need a reason for him to be alive, and you want to have Goku have had to resurrect him, right? So I get why he came back. Also, maybe not use Frieza in the first tournament arc. You know, it's kind of, you start to get burnout. But I love Frieza, and I was happy with his role here in this movie. In this movie, Frieza's fucking dope. And we see, like, I guess Cooler is not a character. Because uh, King Frieza showed up and was like... Because this is all about... Everybody's excited because Broly becoming canon. Uh, Because the original movie wasn't canon. Thank God, because that backstory for Broly is terrible. But they said, oh yeah, you know... um, King Cold introduced King Vegeta to his son, Frieza, who's going to take over. He didn't say shit about his son, Cooler. You know what I mean? Unless he hates Cooler and banished him to another place and didn't want to give him shit. It's cut and dry that free, this is freezing. This is what's happening. Also, I think it it uh, it thank God it takes away the story arc of the Bardock story where like he goes in time and becomes his own dad or whatever, and he fucks all those space aliens and makes the Saiyan race. Thank God that's not a thing because that would have been weird. But when I mean fucks his own dad, I mean like <laughs> Goku is Goku's dad is his dad twice is what I mean. If that makes sense because like he created the Saiyan race and then he was also Goku's dad. He was Goku's dad and Goku's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. That's fucking weird. And that makes a paradox that I don't think that we were ready for. So I'm glad that they kind of kind of wrote that out, you know? Uh, they, got, they did away with that. But anyway, it does say that the Frieza uh, family or whatever have been doing this forever. Is that that's was in that movie. That was like the canon of that movie. But we don't need anything else. We don't need any... any we need to explain the origins of the Saiyan race. This is fine. Um, we get new origins for Broly. Like, Broly is in a special pod with the elite warriors because he's actually super powerful. And, uh, King Vegeta's like, you know what? I, that's a threat. So, I'm gonna banish him. My husband was kind of upset that they didn't try to do what they did in the other movie, which was stab Broly and fail. Because it makes sense. Like, why would you put him on another planet that will harden this motherfucking kid and make him stronger? Because he's gonna, and also, banish him. And, and, and that's gonna make him come back for revenge. Right? But it just kind of was, we're going to send him to this barren planet to kind of live there and, and not have, we don't have to deal with him ever again. But if Broly became strong enough or whatever to come back to the same race, he probably won't have any idea about what happened and everything will be fine. If you wanted that to be the case, Frieza, you should have killed fucking, uh, you should have killed Paragus. Straight up. Also, kill Paragus anyway. He has fucking magic balls that are capable of creating mutant monster children. Maybe castrate him or kill him <laughs> if you're really scared and threatened by Broly. But whatever. Um, Paragus goes onto the onto the planet with his son, and he teaches him stuff. So we get a new we get a new characterization for that too, and a new characterization for Bardock, where he's still like a stoic dude. We get to see like Goku's mom in action and hear her voice because I do believe we saw Gine in the manga before, but we never heard her talk. So this was cool. She got speaking lines at least. Um, so 
they pretty much made him straight up Superman by putting him into a capsule and sending him off to survive as they knew their planet would be destroyed. This isn't the, the story anymore. Isn't you were sent here to destroy things, which makes me think like if you're gonna retcon stuff like this, including putting Goku in Saiyan armor as a baby, are you gonna reanimate and put out Dragon Ball Z again to make sure all these inconsistencies are not inconsistencies anymore? Because if you do it as a movie and we get animation like this, fucking do it. But if you're going to do it as Dragon Ball Super and we get animation like we with with anorexic Goku, fuck that shit. Big up to the animation team for beefing Goku up again. Hashtag make Goku strong again. <laughs> for some reason in Dragon Ball Super, they gave him this anorexic body type that he's really skinny. And I never liked that. That was not my jam. It's not my Goku. So I'm glad they beefed his ass up again. Um, anyway, we get some new origins for everybody. Everything is, is new. This feels like they're gonna reboot the whole series and also it feels like we're gonna go somewhere from this movie but anyway let's move on from there we also get to see after after frieza fucking destroys the planet because he hears that super saiyans are a thing uh he destroys planet vegeta bardock does try to stop the blast like he does in the original movie i think i'm not sure my husband would know he's like a stand for bardock like i i wish he was here helping me do this but you know the things can't be uh you know you gotta do what you gotta do um, they show Chibi, Vegeta, and Chibi, uh, Raditz, like, they tell them, your father is dead, your father, your planet is dead, and they're all like, eh, who gives a fuck? And Vegeta's like, well, I'm not gonna be king now, this sucks. No, you are king, there's still Saiyans all around you. And that's another thing. Um, when we, there's a lot more Saiyans that survive. We see Raditz on a random planet with, like, a bunch of Saiyans. You have, um, Vegeta and Raditz on a planet with a bunch of Saiyans. So there's a lot of Saiyans that actually lived through the fucking destruction of Planet Vegeta. You could make a Vegeta Planet Vegeta 2. You know, like, only it would follow a very close story to Invincible, which I'm not going to spoil. I'm just going to say that, and I'm going to tell you to read Invincible um, by Image Comics. Um, Kirkman, who does the Walking Dead comics, also does Invincible, and it's fucking fantastic. Um, The guy that that is the artist for that, Ryan Otley, is one of my favorite artists he actually also is working on Spider-Man right now. So if you've been reading recent Spider-Man and you're like, wow, I love this new animation, uh, this new art, go read fucking Invincible, please. It's fucking great. And they kind of, they kind of do something that the Saiyans are probably, it's probably going in that direction. Like Toriyama probably picked up a, a issue of Invincible and went, I should do this because there's a lot of Saiyans that survived and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the chibi artwork for Raditz and Vegeta is fucking hysterical. They look so silly. They just, like, just, they don't even look like kid versions of themselves. They just look like super deformed Gundams <laughs> versions of themselves. Like, check out SD Gundams, and then you'll see what I'm talking about when I mean, when I say that. They have these huge heads and little bodies. It's hilarious. But they're supposed to be kids. It's like, Toriyama, did you forget how to draw children? It, it looks like a Renaissance painting when they try to draw babies. <clears throat> but whatever. Um, we see Broly on his new terrible, disgusting planet, and, um, what did I say? The planet hard- hardens him. And he gets strong having to survive day after day after day. Uh, I, I heard a complaint that, like, oh, they don't explain Broly's strength. He's like a Mary Sue that just shows up and he's super strong. Not true. He was, he was born a mutant, right? He was born super strong. So, like, Colossus doesn't work out, right? <laughs> then they put that motherfucker on a planet. And all he had to do was fight to survive. There's actually a Marvel comic called Scar, Son of Hulk. Um, where Hulk has a son with this woman on this planet. And his son grows up with as an orphan and fighting to survive. Also half Hulk, right? And he's fucking... He shows up to Hulk, like, you know, 20 years later or some such business. And he's fucking jacked as shit. 
He's strong. He's huge. And he's Tarzan. He is a big, not Tarzan. He's Conan. He has a big ass sword on his back. He has long hair. And he's a badass. So Scar, Son of Hulk, and Broly are very similar. Like, Scar, Son of Hulk, though, is, again, Toriyama probably just picked up some Western comics, picked up Scar, Son of Hulk, and went, this is actually, this is actually pretty good. Like, I have ideas for Broly now. <laughs> so definitely check out that. Those are my two comic book recommendations uh, for similar reading to this. If you enjoyed this, read Scar, Son of Hulk, and read Invincible. Um, but yeah, he's get, he gets hardened on this planet. And his training is so intense with his father that his dad shot the ear off, a fuck, off of his fucking son's pet because he wasn't training enough. If you think that he wasn't training to get strong, you weren't listening. Um, so then you have that. Um... Broly doesn't know how strong he is, and Broly flips off the handle and hawks out. He turns into the Hulk, complete with green energy. <laughs> he was green before, though. That's something that was a callback to the original Broly, who had green energy. And I think it was just, what if the Hulk was Super Saiyan? Was a story beat that they thought of when they thought of this movie, the original Broly movie. So they kept the green energy around because of that movie. and But it gives you Hulk illusions. Like, yeah, he just picked up Scars on Hulk and read it. Um, so... We get to know what the wishes are. Like, we, we, Bulma's collecting Dragon Balls in secret. And she wants to de-age five years younger. And it's perfect. It makes sense. Her her motivation for collecting Dragon Balls makes sense. Uh, she wants to be five years younger because she wants to look natural. She doesn't want to be ten years younger, right? Uh, also, she's... There's been three occasions in Dragon Ball Super where the characters talk about how old she's getting. And that her tits are saggy. I think they mention her saggy tits twice and they mention her age once. So they've, they've gone, they've alluded that, hey, you're getting old. And Bulma's like... I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to go get hot and then show back up on a scene like, blow, take a seat, babe. So that's what she's doing. And um, we go to space and find out that Frieza's motivations is pretty much the same motivations. Only I want to be taller. And, you know, he's the, and they asked him, like, why don't you just go to your second form? And I don't want to. Probably because I don't want to be just I don't want you to be walking around looking like my dad. Who probably only uses that transformation because he is also short and is using that transformation to be taller. So, that's probably what it is. Cooler has no such reservations for that. Cooler is like, nah, I'm gonna be badass, sexy, uh, changeling form the whole time. That's what I wanted. Like, um, Dragon Ball's Universe game came out, and I was like, I wanna play a changeling. And it's like, okay, you're gonna be a Frieza. But it's like, I wanna be a Cooler. <laughs> I wanna like King Cold all the time. Um... But yeah, so the wish their wishes are parallel. That's really cool storytelling. It's fun. It perfectly fits both of their characters. That they're both that, like you know vain <laughs> i love that that was great i love that a lot um it, it's very like frieza could walk up to fucking boomer like we're not so different you and i you could do that and it'll be great um we see broly is a big boy now and green bulma goes and rescues him from his planet and also old man nipples also goes with him he kind of looks like the guy with the nipples from dragon ball super who was a stupid gag but here we are um I want to call him Totaka, but I think that that's the guy in Nintendo with the song. So, forget it. The nip Old Nipples and Green Bulma go to Planet Bro Broly and rescue him. And, um... They, and she gets to know him, but you start to, you start to notice the way she's looking at him, like, oh shit. There's also a gratuitous naked ass shot of Broly, which I appreciated because Broly in this movie is fucking fine. He's so hot, you have to run out of air while you say it. Um, and... He's a, he's just fun. You know, like, he's he's fun and cool and hot, and I'm glad that he's here. Thank you for bringing Broly back. I hated Broly originally, but you give him a good motivation. You give him a good backstory. And then and then you give him a redesign that's actually way hot. 
and it's not hard for me to get on board. So I'm on board now. Uh, this movie solidified me as being on board. So we get um, Broly uh, as a kid. And we, but we also see he has a shot collar on because his dad cannot control him when he goes fucking berserk. When he hulks out, the only way he can control him is to uh, to shock him. And when and he pulls out the remote, Broly freaks out and like starts trying to pull the collar off. And you start, you feel really fucking bad. You're like, Yo, Bro- Broly, are you, are you okay? Are you alright? Is he abusing you? Yes, he is. <laughs> like, um, this story like is very reminiscent of you know. Um, Grappler Baki, which, again, I'm not going to explain. You just have to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Go watch Grappler Baki. Um, but this, this story is very Grappler Baki reminiscent. Um, okay, so to really quickly summarize Grappler Baki to get you guys to watch it. Imagine if Broly was somebody's dad. And the show is about his kid. That's Grappler Baki. So, um, yeah, Broly, Broly, but it's like, if you have a kid, if, if you control the Hulk, there's plenty of stories in the comics about what do we do about the Hulk? We have to have a real concerted discussion about the Hulk. What do we do? Um, World War Hulk is a really cool comic where they decided we need to send him away. We need to put him on another planet. He can't stay on Earth. He's too destructive. Um, there's stories where they've killed him because they can't survive with him. It, you know, it, There's lots of stories where they go, they try to deal with the Hulk problem. And this is Paragus dealing with the Hulk problem. It's his electric shock collar. So it's like kind of understandable, but at the same time, I feel so bad for cute little Broly. Look at this cute boy. What are you doing to him? Um, maybe if you hug the motherfucker once in a while, he wouldn't be so goddamn angry at him going berserk so many goddamn times. Hug your son, Paragus. But if, if he hugged Broly, he really would probably kill him. So, probably, um, you should have hugged him as a child, is, the, is what we're getting at here. Um, so, anyway, we get real reasons for Broly wanting to, for, for Paragus wanting to fight Vegeta. I mean, the reasons originally were obviously the same but he doesn't want to kill goku just because he kept him awake in his pod he wasn't even near goku's pod they separated them as far as possible broly is in the king's chambers pod and goku is in a pod a hundred miles away in a shit village (laughs) so no crossover no pollination no crying babies nah none of that not today so that is pretty that that's excellent i thought that was funny so um you get that then you get um the animation, you notice the animation is dope as fuck when they start fighting. So Broly goes and fights, uh, <clears throat> Broly goes and fights Vegeta, and it's so dope. Vegeta has a magical girl transformation sequence into Super Saiyan God, and it is beautiful. It's, it's the first time I noticed, that look good, you know? Like, I was like, this animation is fucking crisp. And then I started to notice when they were, when Broly was fighting, wait a minute, that line art. That line art is that sketchy shit from old Dragon Ball Z of old. Go back and look at Dragon Ball Z, like Goku vs. Vegeta, and they have this amazingly fucking sexy, stylish, sketchy art that they would use to, to, to draw Goku and Vegeta. They reprised that style again. Like, yeah, this was probably done on a syntax, so they could have had clean-ass lines, but, like, the clean-ass lines just don't suit Dragon Ball, you know? That rough, those rough, sketchy lines in this fight just brought me back. Like, I just, it felt like Ratatouille, like... In Ratatouille, the, the critic eating the Ratatouille for the first time. That That's what that line art felt like. And these fight scenes were so fucking gorgeous. And they were doing some angles. They had Goku, like, jump up. G- Goku got undressed. And the way he did it, they over-animated it. Hell, they over-animated Vegeta making fun of the fusion dance. And I was like, show off, you beautiful bastards. You show the fuck off. You do it. 
And they did. They showed off. There were some scenes where they decided to, to, to the only way we can represent Broly's strength is to put it in CG. Th- terrible. Bad idea. Those fight parts of the fight scene took me out of it completely because the animation drastically shifted. And if this is already, if the whole movie is CG, this particular part was really bad. It looked like Dragon Ball Xenoverse. You know, like, it looked like a video game, like a associated video game. I didn't like that. Don't do that again. But the rest of it, delicious. Delicious. And I know that animation like that is expensive. However, you made a shit ton of money on this movie. Just do more theatrical releases. You're going to make your money back plus. Um, so, yeah, we, we got to see that, that good animation. There was some funny music, though. Um, they were doing the Kakarot. They were like, Kakarot, Kakarot. I think it was Kakarot, Kakarot. And then it was like, Broly! And, then, and I was like, that's, a, that's, that's out of place. Like, <laughs> I'm sure some people that hyped them up. But I was already hyped up. I didn't need the music to hype me up. Thank God, though, it could have been worse. They actually, in some dubs of some movies, put corn on the track. And I love corn. I'm a huge corn fan. But even still, in my old age, I still love the corn of my youth. Um, and corn is on a constant rotation on my, my, my iPod. However, it, it was too on the nose. It was too on the nose <laughs> in the old movie. I think it was the cooler movie that I'm thinking about. If I can find it, I'll put the cooler movie with, with actual corn in the soundtrack in the, in the Jubilee-Doo there. But uh, the Broly was a little, the, mu- the music was out of pace, but it could have been worse. So I kind of just was ignored it for the most part and thought it was silly when it came up and it gave me a good chuckle. Speaking of fucking good chuckles, Frieza's hilarious. Holy shit, when he kills Paragus, I, I actually laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. And I like I couldn't stop thinking about it and laughing about it the next day. Just, just I'll be doing the dishes and then I'll just chuckle because I remembered. Oh no, your, your dad is dead. <laughs> I... It was just so good. Fucking Frieza is so good. Um, Broly does the, his greatest hits from the old movie, like when he drags, uh, uh, I think it's Gohan, by the face and, uh, across the buildings, right? He does that to Goku, but like ten times worse. It's a whole fucking mountain. It's like, oh, this fight, the fight scene is dope. I, I can't just, I can't sit here and explain the whole fight scene to you. It, it's really good. But there was the scene where um, you got to see that stuff. You got to see, of course, Broly's green energy. Broly becomes like half um ape broly and i think i watched an, a review of team four star saying it and uh, team four star brought up one of the members said that they wa- they wanted him to ha- be a little hairier and i was like you know what if he's like gonna be half great ape give me some fucking hair on that boy no reason not because because i'm a degenerate just give me some hair on that boy Make him look more like a... Because he's not a lumbering ape, but he has lumbering ape attributes. Give him some fucking fangs. Give him some hairy forearms. And I'm, I'm, I'm then I will be 200% on board. Because I'm 100% on board already at this point. Uh, but yeah, he, he also has these crazy green eyes and his green Hulk energy. His green eyes reminded me of the fucking Hulk from the old 60s show, you know. Um, 70s show, I think. Um, anyway... Broly's effects are really cool. There's sometimes where Broly throws a punch and the shockwave turns... The shockwave that comes off of it turns everything into VHS vision. It's hard to explain, but that effect is dope. It's like he broke the universe so hard, we started to have... That the universe started tracking. (laughs) Like, it looked cool. Uh, Also, Goku pulls out this new power where he's able to just fucking paralyze your ass and then broly fucking assimilated it and then my husband was like yo this dude is the hulk and taskmaster put together and i'm like oh my god goku's gonna die (laughs) goku's gonna die because i thought about the taskmaster hulk in the marvel universe and i was like he'd kill everyone everyone would die so that was pretty cool he learned he picked it he just saw him do it and then assimilated that ability um 
what else did what else happened in it? Because the fight scene was great. We did see a cool fusion. We had a moment of like free Goku getting his ass, his cookies tossed. But I didn't like that Goku to- like pretty much disregarded Vegeta and was like, "Fight me instead." Fuck him. I, that that sucks, and I hate that all the time. Goku's supposed to be the good guy. He's too much like John Cena, man, in that way. Like. Fuck him, man. That's what I get about Goku all the time. It's like, man, fuck you, Goku. That's what, This is why Vegeta's the way he is, because of you. And his shitty upbringing. But he'd probably be a better person if you weren't the way you are. Um, so Goku is like, yo, we need to fuse. We need to go get Senzu beans. We need to fuse. We're going to leave Frieza to babysit. And Frieza's like, excuse me, what? And then Broly two-pieces him for an hour. Broly just lays into him with body blows and fucking southpaw punches for an hour while Vegeta and, and Goku figure out fusion and and Pic- Piccolo's just sta- sta- standing far away like I'm not y- you know what you guys go and have fun I'm not gonna not, not me I'm gonna teach you how to do the fusion but I'm gonna stay right my 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 green ass the fuck here and that's what he does he does not fuse they go back and the fight's a little bit more even now because they're they're like a super saiyan fucking god fusion and that's OP. That's the top echelon of OP bullshit that Goku and Vegeta can get up to. And fucking Broly's still holding his own, straight up. Um, also, we see Broly fucking fighting Whis, or trying to fight Whis, and Whis is, like, dodging blows. And Whis is like, fuck that. We-. And I'm like, yo, Whis, take the gloves off, brother. Take the gloves off. He doesn't, but I was I was ready for Whis to get down and dirty. Whis is daddy, y'all. I need a, a t-shirt that says that. That If you guys can direct me to a Redbubble link, of some sort that just for a t-shirt that says Whis is daddy on it then i'll i'll uh i'll owe you my life you know it's that meme of the grotesque creature drink getting the water <laughs> and the water is the Whis's daddy shirt i owe you my life uh but yeah so that was pretty cool um the situation is they use the dragon balls green green um Bulma's like no i can't get my piece of ass destroyed and so she wishes him back to his home planet and then goes to his home planet and I'm like, this sucks, because that's kind of a wet fart solution to the problem. Like, that's, I, I, solutions to problems is what I'm here for, it's what I crave. And the solution was just take him out of the fight. And then Goku was like, fucking fine. And <laughs> Vegeta's pissed off. I mean, Vegeta, Frieza's pissed off and almost destroys Green Bulma, but Goku's like, come on, man. And Frieza's like, fucking fine. And Frieza's like, you know what, this is probably a good thing. They can mellow his ass out. And I, I think what Frieza is thinking is, Green Bulma can, lay, can throw it back on him. And calm him the fuck down. Because that's all he needs. All the boy needs is to bust a nut. She'll throw it back on him. Calm him down. And then I'll have somebody else to fight for once. Except for I'm tired of fighting Goku's crack ass. So he's going to stop fighting Goku. Um, and he wants to fight Broly. And then Goku has the same idea. He goes over to his place. Gives him some capsules. And says, yo, I want you to get good. I want you to get strong. I will be back. I'm going to keep my little farm animal nice and fed so I can come up and slaughter it whenever I want. It's what Goku is doing. Goku is fucking terrible. <laughs> He's the worst main character, I think, in a, in a shonen show of all time. No, Naruto's pretty bad. But Naruto learns from his mistakes, at least. Goku does not learn. Goku continues to be a shit heel. Goku fucking nutted his wife and didn't kiss her. Goku's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. But, um... Yeah, I like this a lot. I thought it was really cool. Um, and it sets up Dragon Ball Super episodes and another Dr- Broly movie. It sets that shit up down the line. It sets it up for a sequel. So I'm hype. Um, th- I got back into it. I'm like, yo, maybe Toriyama actually has more stories to tell. Maybe he's not tapped out. Maybe he's not just selling out and, and getting the manga done like while shrugging, you know? Um, he's actually doing the damn thing. And I'm ready to get on, on the fucking train and see where it takes us. 
Thanks for listening.